0: hello hello, beautiful people all around the world scott sports network you know the drill my name is scott welcome back to not scott scoop but i am going to do a little bit of something different today i'm going to run through my plans for the king's offseason um there's plenty to recap from all around the sports world of what happened this weekend i mean there was a coach fired in minnesota Um, The Jazz win streak finally got snapped, and the Clippers lost a game since then, Um, and the Nets look like far and away the best team in the league right now, Um, but that is a story for a different day, because today I want to talk about my Sacramento Kings, because um, I I just need to. to. To start it off, we've lost seven straight, and we're not in a good spot, we are still somehow five and a half games, um, above Minnesota who have just been abysmal this year. Um, but that seven game losing streak is, is, tied for second with the Rockets for the longest in the league. Uh, the Cavs are at 10 games, which is seeing them just free fall down the standings, but we're 12 and 18. I mean, we're still only two games out of the plan, which is hilarious. Um, but this team needs to start selling off their assets And I think that if I was a general manager, that's what I would do. I have 10 guys that I want to keep on this roster and I see as building blocks going forward or at least people that we should be trying out giving a lot more run because honestly, it can't get much worse. And if it does get much worse, then we are setting ourselves up for a darn good draft pick in a draft that just keeps getting better and better and looking very, very good, especially, especially for the top two picks in uh, Cade Cunningham and Evan Mobley. So I just broke it down by guards, wings, and bigs that I want us to hold on to and kind of ranked them by importance. Uh, The first guard that I want us to hold on to is obviously Darren Fox. He's the star of the team. I don't think he's quite an all-star this year. It's a little bit too stacked, and they've been losing a bit too many games recently. Um, but De'Aaron Fox needs to stay on this team alongside Tyrese Halliburton. He's the second most important player on this team um, already as a rookie, which is unbelievable. It's just unbelievable the, th- the stuff that he's been able to do this year um, blows my mind. He's such a smart player. He is just everything you could ask for in a complimentary player. And those two as my backcourt, I'm happy for the next six, eight, 10 years. And I'll be blessed i have them there for as long as they are there. Um, The two guys that, um, two other guards that I want to keep are Kyle Guy, who's on a two-way contract right now, and Jamias Ramsey, who is currently in the G League bubble. Um, I think both these guys haven't gotten enough playing time in general, um, and I think that it would just help them to just work out their kinks. It's not going to hurt to throw them out there for 10 to 15 minutes a game and let them go through their growing pains. I think that Ramsey should stay in the G League bubble for now, and I know you can't play Guy every game considering he's on a two-way, but Those are the two guys that after the trade deadline, I'm looking to play significant minutes and just see what I have in that asset. Um, I have three wings that I want to keep on the roster. Um, Daquan Jeffries is first. He's been starting a couple games lately and he's looked phenomenal. He was injured at the start of the year, um, but just, I mean, he's looked very, very good in terms of uh, playing defense, being aggressive, he has tr- he has really good athleticism. He had a really good shooting game. Um, I think he's just a smart basketball player, and he's someone that at six foot seven, I, you're gonna be able to rely on um, uh, to be able to defend with his athleticism. I like the way he moves around the court, and I think that he is a piece that you should move forward with. And um, by the end of the year, I hope he's starting games uh, consistently. Next up is Justin James. He was a second round pick from not last year's draft, but the year before that. Um, he's looked decent in certain games, and I just I like his upside. I like his potential, and I think that he should be getting a little bit more burn. And then finally is Robert Woodard III, who um, has been the best Kings player in the Julie Bubble. Um, he's playing on the Austin Spurs, considering that the um, the Stockton Kings didn't send their team down there. You got to send to the Spurs. Um, and he's looked very, very good. I think he has, offers really good weak side rim protection. I think his best position is a four, um, but he can play a little bit of small ball five. But I am interested in that. He hasn't shot it particularly well. I think he's at around 28%, but that's something that he is continuing to work on. And I do trust him to get up to, uh, at the very least, a serviceable 32, 33, 34% by the end of the year, just considering that he shot 42% in college. Not on high volume, but I don't think this has to be high volume either. So I really like Robert Woodard and I think that after the G League bubble finishes that he should be getting some NBA burn. He should be getting some minutes on the roster. Uh, Finally, I have three bigs uh, starting off with Rashawn Holmes. He's a free agent in this upcoming summer um, and it's going to be interesting to see what figure he gets. But um, by shipping off some of the guys that I want to ship off, you're going to be able to afford him Um, He is vital to this team's defense, specifically, and I just love Rashawn Holmes, and I think that you need to keep him on the roster. Uh, Marvin Bagley, I think he's been playing very well recently. I think he has just been optimized into his role. He's not trying to do stuff that's out of his power. He shot the ball really well. Um, Just... You're either popping out and taking a confident three, which he looks like very confident in, or you're just rolling to the basket and getting these easy buckets. I think he's getting a lot more easy buckets than he normally uh, did. He's not relying on that lefty hook shot, and um, he's looked he's looked better recently. And I, he's never going to live up to that number two overall pick, but at this point, you just need to view him as an asset. And I think that he is he's still young, he's still developing, and he's gonna get to a starting level quality at the very least. I think that's his floor at this point, which is phenomenal because um, at the start of the year, it looked like he was injury prone and um, you didn't know what you had there. But I think that you just need to continue playing in big minutes and letting him work out the kinks. Uh, finally, is Chemezi Metu, who is currently injured. He's also on a two-way contract. Um, the injury that he suffered was just a dog, dog, Dog shit play by Jonas Valanciunas, Pardon my French, but like, um, it should have been penalized by the league. And it's a situation where, um, I hope that the Kings respond in some sort of way when they get back to playing the Grizzlies at some point later on this year. Um, because that was just something that is completely uncalled for, unnecessary, not a part of basketball. And it, it injured him. And I like what I've seen from Metu so far. I think he's a very athletic player. Um, and he can be a rim runner for the future, so you should play him. Um, now, I have six veterans that are currently on the Kings roster that I want to ship off. Number one is Buddy Heald. I think that he needs to be moved. I don't think that, um, he is honestly deserving of the contract that he has. And the four teams that I have uh, listed as potential targets for him are the Celtics, the 76ers, the Knicks and the Mavericks, the Celtics into their trade exception. I think that they could view him as a score that they might need. Uh, the 76ers, they just need as much shooting on their roster as possible. The Knicks, because I think that they could view him as a g- really good score. And I think he fits their roster well alongside the likes of, if you threw out like a quickly buddy Barrett, Randall, Robinson lineup. I think that he provides a really good spacing and that you would have decent enough defense there. And then the Mavericks just to get a, an elite shooter next to Luka, I think would be very good for that team. Next up is Nemanja Bialica. He has an expiring deal, and I don't think that he really fits into this roster anymore. I know he's been playing a little bit more recently, but um, I think that you do need to ship him out because there's contenders that will be looking for a guy like him that can consistently drain 25 footers um, he fits perfectly on the 76ers roster, I think, if you put him next to Embiid and Simmons, and that just provides all the spacing you really need, um, if you want to put, I, um, put the Pacers as an option here, I think that he could work alongside Sabonis or alongside Turner, and I really like the spacing he provides there, uh, the Heat have been rumored, I really like that destination as well, um, because if you're gonna have Butler and Bam out there, you need people that space the floor, and then finally the Suns, I think that they might need a four, at some point, at the very least, to play 15 to 20 minutes, and I think he works well there. Corey Joseph uh, has to be moved. I think that he is still viewed around the league as a bit of a veteran that has some defensive savvy and at least will make some smart plays. I haven't seen that for, from him on the Kings in a little bit now, but I think that there are four contenders or four playoff teams that I think could use him. Uh, number one is the Nets. I think they just could use a little bit of. Um, competent guard player, and I think that he could play alongside Irving or alongside Harden and just guard the tougher matchup whenever he's in there. Um, I You can't convince me that I that the Raptors wouldn't want him. He's Canadian. He played very well there before, and I think that he works a lot well alongside Van Vliet or Lowry. Um, I think the Warriors could use someone like him. They just need people that can competently dribble and play a little bit of defense, and I think that he could provide that. I think he's a better player than Brad Wanamaker at this point. Um, and I think that the Clippers could also use him. He's a bit more of like a playmaking Beverly. Probably can't shoot it as well, but he provides a little bit of that more team defense that they could be looking for from the guard spot. Next up is Sasan Whiteside. Um, I think that he still holds value around the league as just someone who can be seven foot one and put his arms up around the rim. Um, he... Yeah, that's basically all he can do, and he doesn't make very many smart plays, and he's a bit of a ball hog, but um, he still holds a little bit of value around the league. I think that you could see a team like the Raptors going after him, just considering their lack of size at all. They might need a banger like that if they want to compete with Embiid in the playoffs. I think that you could see the Nets go after him. Um, He is basically DeAndre Jordan at this point, but um, you could basically just want him for an Embiid matchup as well I think you could see the Lakers go after him just considering he could play that Dwight Howard role that he played last year um bang against guys like Jokic uh in the playoffs and then I finally I think that the Suns could use him just because they do need a backup five at some point I don't really like that Saric at the five minutes and I don't think that I think that Whiteside is better than Kaminsky um so you could see the Suns bring him in uh, next up is Glenn Robinson III. He's second to last. Uh, I think that the 76ers work well for him. He's played on there before. I think that they could be looking for some sort of wing and that he would fit well there. The Warriors are another option. He played there last year and played competently well. I th- They have like a bit of a hole on the wing, and I, th- I believe he's probably better than a guy like Toscano Anderson so if they're trying to make a playoff push Glenn Robinson III could help the Jazz might just be looking for another guy they might believe that Niang is better and he would fit in the system better but like they could use just one more guy that knows what he's doing is gonna play his role play well on defense is six foot six and can shoot the ball Finally, the Lakers, they're always looking for guys like this, and I think they might see him as a good role player, and I think he would fit in well there. Last up is probably the most controversial one for me, and it's Harrison Barnes, and I think that he is the one that I least want moved, but I still prefer that he would be moved by the deadline. Harrison Barnes can be a part of the next great Kings team, and I don't believe that his contract is an albatross at all in fact I think it's pretty neutral value if anything positive value considering it's descending considering his play this year considering that he's six foot eight and can shoot the ball um he is considering also he's been a part of championship rosters I could really only list one team and be okay here, and that's the Boston Celtics because he is the perfect player for their traded player exception. He knows where he's gonna be, he's gonna fit into his role, he can shoot the basketball, he provides a calming presence for the offense, defense, and locker room. I really believe that he is the best option for their traded player exception. Send Sacramento two um like two assets basically. It can be two picks, it can be two young players, it can be one pick and one young player between Langford and Pritchard and Robert Williams and um, Aaron Neesmith. I think those four young players are all on the table-ish, or at least they should be, considering how stingy the Celtics have been in the past. I don't know if they would be, but if the Celtics want to compete, I think that they, they should trade for Harrison Barnes, and that's a move that they should make. The 76ers are another option. They are just looking for size and shooting on the wing as every single team in the league is, and Barnes provides that. They have a good amount of picks going forward. They have some young players. They could get a deal done if they wanted to, and I think that they would benefit from that. The Miami Heat are another place, another destination that he could go. They have some of the matching contracts that are needed. Just throw Iguodala and Myers Leonard in there, and you have enough money for that. They have a couple of young pieces that are very interesting. They have a few picks going forward. Send him out for Harrison Barnes. He can provide uh, that Jay Crowder role from last year, provide it um, perhaps even a little bit better than Jay Crowder did. Finally, the Nuggets. I think that he could be viewed as a Jeremy Grant kind of replacement from last year, that they just really failed to replace that spot. They figured that Michael Porter Jr. could, and I'm not super high on Michael Porter Jr. I understand why people are, but he just isn't there yet defensively, and he just can't really hang enough in these playoff series. And if you want someone to hang on these playoff series, Harrison Barnes can throw Gary Harris and maybe a pick or an R.J. Hampton or a Zeke Naji in there, and I th- that could get a deal done if I'm the Kings. So yeah, that's my wrap-up of the Kings, and I'm aware that this would leave the Kings with one vet on their roster in Rashawn Holmes. The longest tenured guy beyond that would be a and Fox, which is kind of, kind of wild, and it would be a youth movement, but considering how much that Monty McNair has stressed flexibility and the youth movement and the long-term vision and the goal, I really expect him to move at a minimum three of these guys, but I'm, I would predict that he would move four of the six guys that I mentioned here today between Buddy Heald, B. Bielitsa, Corey Joseph, Hassan Whiteside, Glenn Robinson III, and Harrison Barnes. And if I were the GM, I would move all six. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate all of your viewership. Um, I will be taking this week off. I'm going home. Um... Got a couple things on my plate, but I will be back next Monday. Um, Enjoy your week until then. And as always, remember to hype up your friends. Tell your mom you love her. I love you, mom. I'll see you today. And enjoy the week. It's going to be a great one. Peace.